Praise God. Hallelujah. We've been in a a series uh, called By Grace Through Faith for a few weeks now. So let's go ahead and look at Ephesians 2, verse 8. Ephesians 2, verse 8. Hallelujah. God is a good, good God. He is faithful. Ephesians 2, verse 8. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. For by grace you have been saved through faith. In the Amplified Classic, it says, For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation. Through your faith. This salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. So the first part, uh, verse 8 says, For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor. So it's, his, it's by His grace, his, un, his unmerited favor, that we are saved. In other words, He did the heavy lifting. God, through Jesus, did the heavy lifting that we could not do. He made the way for us to be saved. But the, like we've said before, the world, the whole world should say it this way, the sin of the whole world has been paid for. But not everybody receives what Jesus has done. The way has been made, but not everybody goes through the way. The opportunity is there. How many of you know you could have an opportunity in life to do, to go to school uh, for a certain job, but that doesn't mean you take it. People, you could take it, you could reject it. Well, that's... uh, That's what God, through Jesus, has done, is made the way of salvation for every person. So it's His grace, His unmerited favor, that made that possible. It it doesn't matter what you do, if that way hadn't been made, we cannot work our way to God. And that's what religion is, is trying to, to make a formula, make a way for men to work their way to God. But it's all futile because if God didn't make the way, we, it's a legality. We cannot overcome the legalities that are already in place. God created man. Adam sold out to Satan. Satan has a legal right to man. Jesus had to come so that men could believe on Jesus. He ransomed men and bought us back, but only those that would believe on Jesus. Satan no longer has a legal right for, on the Christian. But he does for anybody that rejects Jesus. They're bound. And that's why it does, people say, well, if God loves everybody so much, why didn't everybody get saved? Because that's unjust. Satan has a legal right to people. He, he, God can't come in and say, do over and break his word. He can't do that. So men have to call on the name of Jesus. That's the faith. That's the second part of this verse. 
For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved. So God did the heavy lifting. He said, I've made a way. He made a way. Is that my mic? I made a way. But men have to act on it. The first part says it says unmerited favor. It's his, it's his grace that made that way. That's the part we couldn't do. That you are saved, you're delivered from judgment, may partake, partakers of Christ's salvation, but it's through faith. In other words, this grace has made it possible, but how do you receive it? It's through faith. It's only through faith. That's our part. And see, people will say, well, it's just all Jesus and it's all God, but then that negates the faith. That negates our part. That's saying we don't have anything to do with it. Whatever is going to be is going to be, and it's just the goodness of God. That's just not true because everybody would be saved then. And anything else in the Word that God's promised would just automatically happen because, after all, it's all God. That takes away our response. Now, some people have made it where it's just all your faith. You gotta, it's just like your, it's just a flip side, uh, um, another variation of we're going to take it from God as if he didn't want to give it, or somehow we're going to work our way with our faith to get something from God. See, that's wrong, and that's error over here. You can't earn something that... You, you have no ability to earn something from God that in the universe legally is not yours. If Satan owns it, you can't go in there and break it up. God did that part, and if you just say, well, I'm going to do it, apart from what Jesus did, it's impossible. That would never happen. But the fact Jesus did it, he made the way, now we receive. And we receive everything this way. It's not just salvation, this is a principle. Let's look at it in the New Living Translation quick. Just recapping some. God saved you by his grace when you believe. See, God saved you, in the way that language is, he didn't, not at that moment, that became actuality, but he did the work on the cross. But it's when you believe that it became actuality in our lives. So it's there, like we've talked about in previous times, the potential's there, but it only comes in, into this realm, you could say in reality, but that's just not true. The spiritual realm's more real than this realm. It only becomes into this realm when we act on something. And everything that we receive from God is the same way. It's when we believe. See, God's potential, the potential to receive any of God's blessings, to have anything God has provided for us is here right now today. August 25th, 2019. Now, God has not changed from yesterday. He's the same. Jesus' work is already finished. So anything that God has done, it's available right now. Now. But there's a part we play on it, and that's taking him at his word and believing and acting. That's, that's the, the arm, that's the hand that takes it into this realm. Let's look at 1 Peter 5, verse 8. We'll get into some things for today. One of the ways we do this. Now, we're going to get into some things today, I think. We'll see. Well, I'll just, um, we'll just go ahead and read, and then we'll, we'll see where, where we get to. Maybe I'll say some things in a little bit. 1 Peter 
5 verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in all the world. You know, one of the devil's uh, tactics is to tell you you're the only one that's going through this. And you're so different. And nobody knows and try to make it like an isolated condition of what you're going through. Because if he does that, what the, the, the end game, what he's trying to do is get you to believe that somehow the word won't work for what you're going through. Instead of that it's, like it says here, the same sufferings are experienced worldwide by Christians. In other words, if you, you know, it's not that you have to dump your dirty laundry, talk to everybody, but you know, uh, if, you were to, if, if you were to talk about the things that you're going through, there'd be people all over the world that are going through the same things. That would say, oh yeah, I understand. You said, nobody understands. And then it, we'd be surprised to find out people are, have gone through the same things. So Satan is a liar. And he uses the same tactics. If we'll fall for him, why does he have to change? Verse 10, but may the God of grace who called, you, called us to his external, or eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered while perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. But verse 8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He, whom he may devour. That means he can't just go around devouring everyone. He can't. If he, if he could, why doesn't he just do it and get it over with? Because he came to steal, kill, and destroy. Why don't he just do it? If he's so big and bad, why don't he just do it? Because he can't. He can't. There are, there are things in place, and God, God, in the Word, in another place, said, you won't be tempted beyond what you can bear. There's something, that means if there's something in front of you, there's a way of escape, you believe God, you can get out. You can, go, you can go through it. You can get higher. That doesn't mean you have to suffer through things. It means you, don't, you can be victorious every single time. But Satan is looking to see, he's seeing who, he goes around seeing whom he may devour. There is a devil in the world. Not everybody believes there's a devil. There are whole segments of Christianity, they may... They may profess that they believe there's a devil, but if you, if, you, if you listen to the doctrine and the talk, it's everything is God's doing it. So what, do you, what role does the devil have? God's the, the destroyer. God's the one that, you know, destroys people li people's lives to teach people something. And, and really, honestly, they don't believe there's an enemy. We have to be, we don't become devil conscious as if he's bigger, but you ha we have to understand there is an enemy and he wants to kill you. It's not, a, it's not a religious doctrine. It's not, oh, in church we talk about the devil. Literally, out in the world, his goal is to take you out. Now, he is a defeated foe, but we need to understand. If you go about life acting like, well, you know, we go to church and we believe we have victory and whatever, and oh yeah, we talk about the devil. Now I'm just going to go about my normal life and go to work. If we don't, we're not conscious of the fact that there is somebody actually trying to oppose us, we're going to walk ignorantly and we're going to fall into traps, because we're acting like he doesn't exist, and that's his favorite thing. You realize whole, seg whole segments of the world, they say there is no devil, no God, no devil. Well, that's great, because he, can, he doesn't even have to be covert about it. They don't believe he exists. So he can operate broad daylight, and they don't think it's him. They don't believe there's a devil. Well, 
This says, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. In Ephesians uh, 4.25, you don't have to turn there. Ephesians 4.25 says, Therefore put away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Nor give place to the devil. Well, the question if he can just do whatever he wants, why would you have to, if, whether you give him a place or not, he's just going to come in and do what he wants to do. But that's not true. We have to give him a place. God has provided everything we need, but the enemy is trying to keep us from that. Number one, he's trying to keep people from being born again. He will lie and tell people, there's no God. You don't have to, those people are nuts. You don't have to think about any of that. You just go about your merry way and then go right through the world and then they're going to find out as they step off into eternity, this is, there is a heaven and a hell. Well, if he can stop them, they're fine. But as the Christian, even though the Christian has authority over Satan, if he can lie to you and believe, get you to believe that you don't, then it's just as if you don't have it, even though you do. He's a con. He's a deceiver. You've told this story before, but uh, we... When I was in, in Lincoln, Nebraska, going to church there, uh, we supported these certain missionaries in Panama. And uh, they came and visited one time uh, and, and uh, got to talk to them and stuff. But they, they, they talked about how, they, I mean, they dealt with witch doctors. You know, not just people that think they're witch doctors. People that actually dealt with the demonic power and had power. And the people feared it. People understood there was supernatural things. They would curse somebody and the people would get sick or die or whatever. And they tell the story, <clears throat> when there was this witch doctor that got converted and became a Christian. And he would, he, he would tell them, he told them, he said, you don't understand the power that you have as a Christian. He said, we were afraid of you. He said, when, we, when a Christian would walk through the forest, it's as, it's as spiritually, he said, it's, it's as if there was a great light walking through. We could tell when a Christian was walking through. Because they were sensitive to spiritual things. Now, Satan will tell you, oh, that's nuts. You don't have anything. He'll tell you flat out, you don't have anything in you. You, don't, you can't do anything to me. And all the while, you have the greater one on the inside of you. Satan is a created being, fallen created being. God is almighty and he's in us. There is no match here. This is not opposite forces like you see in the movies where it's like, you know, a real battle and duking it out. No, God cannot be opposed. Amen. Nobody can oppose God and win. Amen. So Satan is going to lie. Can you put up that, that scripture again? He is lying and trying to convince you that you don't have any ability to oppose him and to get you to give him place. If you could put up four, Ephesians 4.27. It says, don't give him place. Don't give him authority. Don't yield to him. Don't act like he can hurt you. Revelation 12.11 Revelation 12.11 says, or 12.10, let's go to 12.10. Revelation 12.10, 
We'll just put it up on the screen. It says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ have come. For the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Notice, it's talking about Satan. Let's go back and read verse 10 again. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. He is an accuser. He is a liar. He is constantly throwing darts, thoughts to you, trying to get you to buy his lies. I'm going to come back to that, I think, in a minute. But notice verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Not just by the blood of the Lamb, not just by what Jesus did, what he's provided, but something else acting on that by the word of their testimony. In the Amplified Classic, it says, They have overcome, conquered him by means of the blood of the Lamb and by the utterance of their testimony. That means speech, speaking it out. In the, in the message, it says, Salvation and power are established. Kingdom, the kingdom of our God, authority of his Messiah, the accuser of our brothers and sisters thrown out, who accused them day and night before God, they defeated him through the blood of the Lamb and the bold word of their witness. Our words have a lot to do with how we deal with our words, have a lot to do with resisting the devil and taking our place and actually receiving what God has given one of the ways we receive and act in faith to receive that is by our words, what we speak. And Satan is going about, he is the accuser. So his tactic, and I want to spend some time here this morning talking about our words, declaring certain things in in relation to what we're talking about. It's by grace through faith. When we believe and if we act, if we believe what God has done for us through Jesus and we act on it, one of the ways we act on it is through our words. Saying what God says. Because when we yield to the enemy and say what he wants us to say, we are giving him authority in our life to do what he would have to do, what he would want to do. He is the accuser. So he is constantly throwing thoughts at you, bringing situations, lying about things to get you to yield to him in your words. To he, what, he, what he's trying to do. See, realize the, word, the scriptures we said before, he has no authority over you. We have authority over him legally. This is not just a doctrine. This is not something we just get excited about in the universe. Satan knows law. God knows law. Our laws, the way our justice system has been set up, is based on the way the Bible deals with certain things. When our justice system was set up, how do we do that? Like in this country, we set it up, and the mechanics of it is with knowledge of the Bible. And there are things you can't just undo. If there's a law and somebody breaks the law, you can't just say, oh, well, you, you have to go through a process. 
And God gave man authority on this earth. And Adam yielded his authority to Satan. You can do this in the natural. You can have all the authority to keep people off your property, but then you can let them come on your property. And you might let friends and people come on, but then somebody can trespass on your property. You don't want them, but if you just yield and let them, they could be there even though you have the legal right to throw them off. You could tolerate them, but you don't have to. But we know this in the natural. So the, the world, God gave Adam dominion. He, he was the, over this world, and he yielded it to, to Satan. God cannot come in there. If you are a landlord, you would, if you've ever uh, been a landlord or owned something, if you lease something to somebody else, you can't just come in there when you want. And say, you shouldn't be doing this with my property. Well, it's your property, you own it, but you're under contract with somebody else. As far as the law is concerned, they're managing it. You can't just come into their house at 2 o'clock in the morning. You own the house. But if you do that, now you're on the wrong side. They'd come after you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You want to check something out in your house? You can't just drop by unannounced and go, well, hey, I'm here. It's my house. It's your house. But you have a contract. And legally... There are things you have to follow. Well, God's no different. God set the world. He gave dominion to Adam. But Adam yielded to Satan. Well, what's God going to do? Come in. I don't want him there. Well, he doesn't want Satan around. But Adam yielded. If, if God comes in and says, oh, no, I do over. He is breaking the law. He is the law. The world just blow apart. The whole universe will blow apart. Because it's all upheld by the word of his power. So we can't do this. People say, why does God let things happen? We let things happen. Bad things happen. It's not, it's not all about God. God is good. God is sovereign. But in his sovereignty, he gave authority to us and we delegated and yielded to the devil. Now the devil has authority. God can't usurp that authority and come in. This is an answer to the question people will say all the time. How do bad things happen to good people? Easy. We allow them to. I know some people don't like that. The devil is the killer. He's, a, he's evil to the core. You haven't seen wicked. Anything, a sliver of wicked you've ever seen or any, anything wicked, is just a little bit of him. But he's a defeated foe. So Jesus came. Jesus came to the earth and took back, he came as a man. Why did he have to come as man? Why, uh, a man? Why didn't he just come in and call do-over? Because he had to come as a man that had dominion and not yield to Satan. And by doing that, now he has authority. Satan, he never has yielded to Satan. And he wasn't tainted. He wasn't the son of any man. He was the son of God. So now he has authority. And then those that are born again under his family now are, are in this family. And now they are not under Satan. That describes the church right now. So see, the Bible says Satan comes about trying to kill those, uh, take out those that devour those that he, or see who he may devour. He can't do it with everybody. And he's talking about Christians. So he goes around. How does he do some of this? Part of it is we have authority in our own life. What we say is going to go. 
Because whether we know it or not, we are the authority in our life. Your neighbor isn't, your coworker isn't, the people at your church aren't, anybody, they're not the authority. They can say whatever they want about you. Fellow students, classmates, teachers, they can say whatever, but what we say is going to go. Well, they said this about me, therefore I feel bad. We have to stop what they said at the door and say, wait a minute, what I say is going to go. It only affects us if we start saying what they said about ourselves. Then it's going to affect us. But that's only because we said it, not because they said it. And this is the same with Satan. Satan knows he's defeated. He knows that he doesn't have authority. He knows he has no right in your life, but he is a con, he's evil, and he will do everything he can to convince you that he does have the right to steal, that he does have the right to lord it over you. And part of the way he gets into our lives is to get us to agree with him and say what he wants us to say. Why? Because then, if we decree it, he can do it. And that's why he'll come at us with lies. Come at us. He's an accuser. He'll come at you. You're not going to make this. This isn't going to work for you. God did not come through for you. And he knows, he knows exactly. What, he knows darn well that God is coming through for you, that he's faithful. But he will lie to your face and tell you he's not there. He's not coming back to you. Try to get you to start saying what? God's not come. He's, where is God? And all the while, he knows God's moving and God has been working and he's trying to get you to say, God's not, God's not here. Where is God? Get mad at God. And then God, it's not that God doesn't want to help. We start binding God's ability because we've decreed it. Do you understand? In, in the natural you have certain rights and privileges, and if, it, let's go back to the example, you know, of somebody leasing a house, what that person says and who they let into the house is going to go, not who the owner wants in the house. The owner can be the nicest person ever and say, wait, I'm trying to help you. Can you help? Or trying to get somebody help, and if they say no, their, their statement, their wishes are going to fly. The person that's under the lease. Well, we have authority in our lives. Satan is trying to get us to yield our words to him so he can do what he would have, what he would want to do in our lives. So it's not just, in this context, we're talking about by grace through faith. It's, so if God has done everything, why aren't I seeing certain things? Well, one place to check up on is our words. What are we decreeing? What are we allowing God to do? If we say, oh, God, you've all done it, and we're saying, no, there's no way, I don't know, God can't do it. We may not say God can't, but we're saying, I just don't know how, I don't know how, where is it going to come from, uh, my body is doing this, the doctor said, and we're saying, oh, I'm not gonna, my marriage isn't going to make it, they'll never change, my kids, I don't know what's going to happen, and we're doing this. God has all this prepared for us, and we are cutting it off right in the middle. Now, we've, we're all guilty of it. I don't have to ask for a show of hands. I know it. Every person in this room has fallen, and we should not get legalistic. We, this is a truth, whether we believe it or not, whether we like it or not, whether we think it's right or not, it's true. And yes, people have gone under the 
way over to the side and just made it all about what you say and get, got people in bondage and legalistic and afraid to say anything. And, it, and if, if things aren't going well, well, it's all me and I'm messed up and I just know I'm not saying the right things and it's condemnation and then they just shut down. Yes, you can do that. But you can also say, and people have done this, fly over here and go, well, I'm just tired of that. I'm tired of me having anything to do with it. So it's all God and it's all Jesus. And you can believe that all day long, but it's just not true. And all that, why? Well, it's all God and stuff's not working. Well, it's all God. Jesus, why aren't you doing this? Because he can't. Not won't. Can't. So somewhere in the middle, we have to acknowledge God in his grace has given us the potential to experience all good things in this life. And we have to agree with what he said and put that into practice in our life. Otherwise, we won't have to. We have to acknowledge it. It's a truth. And by his grace, he'll help us to do it. We have to acknowledge that. We can't go, well, yeah, he, he did it all, but now it's up to me just to do it and act like he's out of the picture now. No. The greater one's inside of us to help us do just this. In other words, when your back's up against the wall, and anybody that's going to be real knows what I'm talking about, you feel like you're pushed, you feel like you can't go any further, you feel like you want to let it rip and say, I'm not going to make it, I don't know. I know, I've believed, I've tried, I don't know, I've tried to say, but I don't know where God is. That is Satan trying to push you to say that. Try to yield, get, he's, he's got his, hey, Guardy, come here, this isn't going to look real interesting because Guardy's like way bigger than me. So just, just pretend like, you know, I'm bigger. But if I took his arm and I had it behind his back and I was doing this and I'm trying to get him to yield, you know, I'm trying to get him to cry uncle and I'm pushing it up real hard, you know, where he could break his arm and I'm saying, you stop, yield. He, he could not, he could not yield. I'm trying to get him to cry uncle. I'm trying to get him to stop. And you're laughing because he's like twice my size, but... <laughs> This isn't all that bad of an illustration because that's exactly what the devil's trying to do to you. He doesn't have the authority. He doesn't have the power. And he's pushing on you trying to go, say what I want you to say. It won't sound like that. It'll sound like, I don't know how we're going to make it. I don't know why it's not working. I don't know where God is. And you know what? He's, he's trying to get you to speak his words. He's trying to get you to cry uncle. He's trying to get you to say what, what he wants you. Go ahead and be seated. But you're up against the, the, the wall He's trying to push you and get you to say it's not going to work. Why? Because then you've decreed it. He can come in and, say, and, and start moving and then you're, what's going on? Where's God? We have to check up on what are, we, what are we yielding to. Let's go ahead and read a few more verses. Mark eleven twenty two through 23. Before we go there, let's put up Proverbs 18. Now, I, that's what I was going to say earlier. On Wednesdays, we've been talking about right words. And so these two are really kind of dovetailing just for a, a little bit. I didn't plan that, but it's just, just happening because when we're talking about by grace through faith, this is one of the ways. You're, if, you don't, if we don't aren't conscious of our words, it's not going to work. And we're talking about words, and so we've covered, done some of these things, but this is what I had today. So we're, they're going to dovetail a little bit. Proverbs 18.21 <clears throat> says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Uh, in the Cla Amplified Classic, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. 
Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Why? Because we've been given authority. Because what we say is going to go. So we can speak life or we can speak death. What we say is going to have an impact on what we see manifest. Uh, Deuteronomy 30, 19, we'll look at this quick. We read this the other day. It says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death. Similar thing, I've set it before you. I've given you a choice. It says, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. See, we have both of them set before us. We can choose to go in the direction of God. Choose to say the right word. Choose to say what we want. Choose to say what God says. And anybody that tells you this is easy... Well, I'll just say it this way. It's not easy. You will be pushed. Why? Because you have help. You have pressure. We're not glorifying Satan. But in this realm, this curse-filled realm, we walk around as children of God. We're not of this world, but we are in it. The enemy will try to put, bring pressure to bear on you to get you to, you wouldn't say it like this, but to choose death. To say it, to say what he would have you to say under the pressure. To say what he would have you to say when it doesn't look right. When it doesn't look the way you believe it should. That's exactly the time when we have to say what God said. And it doesn't necessarily feel good. You may feel nothing. If you're waiting to feel like, ooh, there it is. I'm going I'm to speak out the word. You're waiting for the wrong thing. That's walking by feelings. When you feel as dry as any time in your life, when it looks like nothing is going right, when it looks like your God is not working for you, that's the time to boldly declare what God says about your situation. Not just in church. Not when just somebody else is in front of you. When you are pressured, everything, I don't say everything in you is the wrong way because you have the Spirit of God in you, but you know what I mean. There is pressure coming to bear that you want to, dec- you want to speak something else. You want to say, that's it. Forget it. Why isn't this working? I know I haven't done, I know I haven't done everything right, but what is this? Why isn't this happening? God, where he, Satan is trying to push you to let go and to start speaking. And if you've ever done that, which I know people have, I know everybody has yielded. I, I've yielded. That, it's easy. Everybody says, well, I just don't know how anybody can yield. It's easy. You can yield to the Spirit of God one minute, and you can yield to the devil the next minute. Any human being can do that. Somebody says, well, I don't have any idea why, how they could ever say that. You know darn well how you could say it, because you've done the exact same thing. We know how we could do it. Don't, we shouldn't act so sanctimonious. Well, I just don't know. I don't know how I, everybody could ever say that. Well, moving on. <laughs> we, need to, we need to understand we're capable of it. Anything you ever see somebody else do, you're capable of doing it. Just don't go down that road. Don't start talking about it. Especially don't talk about them. But Satan is trying to push you to say the wrong thing. You may feel nothing. You may feel like, well, I'm just speaking the truth. I'm just speaking what is. There's no harm in that. Yeah, something happens. You talk about the anointing of God being on word. There's something when you start speaking death and defeat, Satan 
And his imps are right there with it trying to just prompt you. Yeah, just keep saying that. Keep saying that. Paint yourself a nice big picture of what your life's going to look like so I can come in and make it happen. You just keep going. You just keep going with that. You just keep saying it. You, am I being too real this morning? You just keep saying it. He's trying to push you to do that. And in it, when we feel nothing, when we feel it doesn't look like anything's happening, that's when we have to say, bless God, God is true and His will will be done in my life, I will overcome. And I'm not talking about Mammy Pammy just quoting your scriptures. I'm talking about life and death. It is pressure. It's real. The feelings are real. The thoughts are real. But there is something more real. God is true, and we say, I don't care what I can see. There is a spirit of the living God in and around me, and He will help me, and he is working on my behalf. What are you doing at that point? It looks like nothing, and you're giving God the access to do what he wants to do anyway. Satan's trying to push you to decree some evil, and in the face of that, you say, God is working on me. What does that do? It binds Satan, and it looses God to be able to do something. You say, how can God be loose? Because he's bound by our words, because he decreed that we have free will in this earth. You can't delegate back up to him something he delegated to you. If he said you have authority and what you say is going to go and you're saying it, he can't say, ah, oh, you don't really mean it. He might say, you don't really mean it. Shut your mouth. Would you just say what I tell you to say? But if you're like, blah, blah, blah. No, I just, I don't know where God is. I just don't know if it's going to happen. God himself, it's like you put handcuffs on him. But if we'll say, I know it doesn't look like it. I know I don't feel like it. Bless God, I'm going to say what he says. Hey, I'm going to say what he, the word says about me. You may have made a bad decision the last four times. and You say, well, I'm just talking about how I made bad decisions. I just can't hear God. You say, God is leading me. God is guiding me. I hear his voice. I am walking after him. He has good things for me. He has good plans for me. And I don't care what I see. I'm going to prosper and I'm going to overcome. There is giving him authority to do that. That grace that has supplied all these things, it gives it the conduit to come into existence. And our words are authority. Psalm 103, 20 says, Bless the Lord. Psalm 103, 20 says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of of his word. Angels are standing at attention, waiting for us to speak what God has said. And as we do, they are given the command to go and do what he has decreed and what we've agreed with him and decreed. They, they are able to do it. Our words, we give the commands. Our words are commands. Our words are enablement. Our words are painting a picture. When it looks like it's just defeat, we can start painting a picture of what God said. We can just say, just in the face, just get spunky about it. Satan is putting pressure about it on you, and you just start saying, you know, trying to tell you what your child's going to turn out like, or what, what they're going to do to you at work, or, you know, how you're not going to have any clients, and you start saying, God is with me, and he's leading me, and I'll tell you what, we're going to be super successful in this area. My kids, they are going to go over, not under. They are strong in the Lord. They are hearing the voice of God. They are prospering, and God will lead them and guide them. And just like he took care of us, he'll take care of them. Amen. 
And my body is going to line up with the Word of God. I know what it looks like. I know what the doctor said. But I believe God. God is the healer. God is above all. God has no limits. And in my life will happen what He has decreed because I'm decreeing it. Right in the face of it. He said, I just don't feel like it. That's the problem. And we don't feel like it. You don't feel like it? And you just in the middle of it say, bless God, I'm going to say it anyway. And as you say it, whether you feel like it or not, you keep saying it. And we just say it. And I'm not talking about just saying it and then, oh, well, I said it. Now I'll go back to talk about it. We say it. If it pops up again, we say it. Comes up in the car. We say it. Comes up at home. We say it. Comes up in church. We say it. It comes to our head. Don't say in your head something different than what you're saying out of our mouth. It comes up and go, well, I'm not going to make it. But bless God, I'm going to overcome it. And you say that out loud. In your mind, counter it. And say, no, I'm overcoming. And if you have to, to shut that thing up in your mind, speak it out your mouth. And if you're around people, go to where you aren't around people. And just get a, I'm gonna, This is, this is going to work out. God is helping me. God is helping us. He's bringing us over. Glory to God. Hallelujah.